0: the squadron they called him bullets but we call him greg kelly greg kelly is on the
1: air on the red apple podcast network all right happy new year happy new year it is january 2nd which is uh i think we're all back a little bit prematurely don't you get this as a holiday it uh it no, you don't. No, you don't. It's not. It's. It feels like it should be, and no one is really taking it very easy. I thought it was going to be a blow-off day. No, everyone's back. Uh This is it. There's, um, you know, 2024 is underway, and that's great. I love it. I do love uh, New Year's resolutions. It's always a chance to renew, and yes, people are famous at not sticking to their resolutions. Here's a little thing, a little tidbit put in your head. Don't put too much pressure on yourself for the year. Tony Robbins, remember Tony Robbins, that uh, the self-help guy, the guru? He's, he's actually great. I like him. Oh, there's a lot to like about Tony Robbins. He says something very interesting. He says, most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. I kind of like that. You know, I mean, a year is uh, not very long. It's not long at all. I mean, I remember stuff like, do you remember it was last January that Kevin McCarthy was up for the speakership and they kept on, you know, he didn't have enough votes, and that went on for a couple of nights. That's a year ago. It seems like two weeks ago. It does seem the year flew by. I know it's cliche, but um, it is true. Your, your life can probably not change all that much in a year, but over five years, ten years, I mean, you can be in a radically different place. And I think about a couple of guys like that. Um, well, not that he's my inspiration, but on one level perhaps he is. Barack Obama. Barack Hussein Obama in 1998. He was state senator nobody. And in 2008, he was the president elect of the United States. How the hell did that happen? Oh, and it wasn't like a meteoric rise after 1998. What did he do? He ran for Congress in 2000 and lost. He wanted to be, he wanted to be Jerry Nadler, right? He, he wanted to be, uh, AOC, but he couldn't. He lost. He lost in the primary. So, that that left him 8 years 8 years to get his act together and somehow he did it you go it's 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 kind of amazing what what can happen in america especially oh by the way if you look a certain way or you're a certain gender or a sexual status I'll get to that in a little bit um all right happy new year it's great what's going on this is it this is game time it's really happening it seemed like this uh, election was always off in the future everybody was moaning oh it's too early to be talking presidential politics well we're here. January 15th, is that two weeks from today? Two weeks uh, two weeks from today? Yeah, Iowa. The Iowa caucus is on January 15th. Then about eight days later is New Hampshire on January 23rd. And then February 3rd is South Carolina. February 6th is Nevada. Uh, When's Super Tuesday? Looks like Super Tuesday is March 5th, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Iowa, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota. Now, it looks like Trump is the man, right? Although the establishment is, who knows what they're doing behind the scenes. I see what they're doing right in front of my face, pushing the inept, the very silly uh, Nikki Haley. She is bad news all around. Nobody likes her. Nobody in Magalan likes her. A couple of billionaires do, and they're pushing the hell out of her. It's not going to work out. She is a deceptive person, and she stabbed Donald Trump in the back, in the front. You don't want her. We don't like her. It's not going to be her. I will say this, though. Her answer about the slavery, it wasn't the worst answer in the world. It wasn't as bad as they're saying. There are a lot of reasons to not like Nikki Haley, but that she gave a convoluted answer for um how did slavery start. The same thing happened in The Simpsons. Apu, our beloved, uh, the beloved uh, Quickie Mart guy, right? He took the citizenship test. They asked him, what was the cause of slavery? And he gave a convoluted answer. And the guy said, hey, just say slavery. Just say slavery. Slavery it is. Um, sometimes if you're overstudied or whatever, you want to, you don't want to just come out with the obvious answer. You got to give your nuanced academic approach. That wasn't Nikki, though. I don't know what kind of line she was walking. Was she, was that a dog whistle to the, to some of the good old boys in South Carolina? I don't think so. I don't think so. But whatever. Um, It wasn't the gaffe of the century, although I, the insiders are trying to – they're not impressed, just like they weren't impressed with uh, Ron DeSantis, right? These guys, the establishment guys, they always, almost always blow up and let everybody down. Don't forget Joe Biden. Uh, he has primary opposition right now. He's running, just like Donald Trump is running in the primary against uh, Nikki and Ron and Chris Christie and even Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, there is um, – He's got Dean Phillips, a congressman from Minnesota, who's very wealthy, very young, very hip. And then there's, what's her name? Oh, not Robin Williams. Uh, what's her name? That I've met her a couple of times. Sarah Williamson? Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson. She wrote, uh, you know, To Hear With Love and Love, actually. She writes all these books about love and mysticism. Um,. I don't really understand what those – I don't understand her whole thing, but I actually like her. I've uh, run into her a couple of times. Very attractive woman. Very nice. Very – I mean, she's a hardcore leftist lunatic, but I give her credit for standing up to Donald – no, not to Donald, but – well, she does stand up to Donald. And I told her once. I actually said, you know, you have not given Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt. And if you want to appeal to all of America, you have to – you have to start listening to MAGA. And she actually listened to me. But anyway, she is a devout liberal, although she's going after Biden and making fun of him for being too old and stuff like that. So uh, Biden could – I still don't think he's going to make it to the finish line. We will see. I will say this. His approval rating is lower than LBJ's was in uh, 1968. Lyndon Baines Johnson, an incumbent Democrat president who, before he dropped out, was running for reelection. Um, he had to drop out because he knew he wasn't going to win at whatever his, I think it was like 36% approval. And he was being challenged by Robert F. Kennedy, Eugene McCarthy. And in March of that year, he had to come out and say, I will not serve, I will not serve, um, as your president. Even if nominated, I will not. He quit. He quit Uh, because he knew he probably couldn't win. Jimmy Carter had mm, approval ratings somewhere in the mid 30s. In 1979, 1980, he was challenged. Uh, Ted Kennedy. Basically, if you have a if you have a well funded or a semi credible primary opponent, and you're the incumbent, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Donald Trump, when he ran for reelection in twenty twenty, you know he had to get renominated. Who was his Republican opponent? Nobody of significance. Nobody who had a prayer. Um, that eccentric guy, Bill Weld was the governor of Massachusetts, then moved to New York. He wanted to be governor here. He had way too much time on his hands, way too much money. He couldn't do anything. So Donald Trump dominated the primary. Will Joe Biden? That's a that's a question mark. He may not. So I think it's going to be Michelle. It's going to be very undemocratic. They'll wait for him to, quote-unquote, clinch the nomination, and they're going to be able to hand it to um, to Michelle, Michelle Obama, People tell me, people who have never met her, oh, by the way, say she doesn't want it. She has no interest. How do you know that? People say she's not political. She actually grew up in a political family in a very uh politically, actually, I should reach out to my friend Joel Gilbert. He wrote a book on this. He he has a movie out about it, and he says that uh, Michelle 2024 has been the plan all along. You heard about that? Oh, boy, I'm looking at it right now. A big plane crash in Japan. And... uh 379 people were on the plane it just blew up it collided with another one and everybody made it out okay everybody made it out five dead on the coast guard plane everybody in the airliner two planes an airliner and a coast guard plane they were delivering relief aid to um to an earthquake zone in Japan they had another earthquake hey we had an earthquake New York City had an earthquake. 1.7 on the Richter scale, although they don't say Richter scale anymore. You're not supposed to say it. You're supposed to say 1.7 magnitude. I still say Richter scale. That thing, that little, uh looks like a lie detector and it moves. Well, 1.7, the epicenter, I'm told, was Roosevelt Island. It could be felt in Astoria. I could not feel it. I did not feel the earthquake in 2009. 1.7 sounds like you should have felt it um so how about that you know there are two things about uh, earthquakes in new york city number one we do have them from time to time there is something called the 125th street fault a fault line two big plates of earth right and they meet each other right under 125th street sooner or later there's going to be the big one the big one it's going to happen and um There is a fault line in New York City. You know who wrote about this, of all people? It's got a great, uh, it's a novel. It's like a pre-history, it's a prequel um, to an earthquake in New York City. Chuck Scarborough wrote a great big novel about an earthquake hitting uh, New York City. I should get the name of that. Chuck Scarborough, Channel 4, legendary broadcaster. I saw Fetterman, John Fetterman. You know he's he's getting praise from some people and i guess he deserves it on this issue for standing up for israel and oh by the way did we have a terrorist attack you could count this as a terrorist attack these crazy pro-terrorist pro-hamas um idiots all over new york city taking over bridges taking over roadways taking over uh uh, train stations and the like uh, raiding uh, office building lobbies and then you see what they did at the airport they, first, they closed off all the entrances to and from the airport. Where are the mass arrests? Where are the arrests? Why aren't they arresting these people? Well, because Eric sympathizes. Yeah, I know. Oh, he says all the right things. No, he's two sides of his mouth, and he's totally playing to the left. He always does that. And the left, they don't sit around watching Fox News. So Eric can say stuff that actually appeals to the New York Post, but they never read the fine print. They'll never actually go into the detail that he's playing both sides of the issue. And uh, didn't arrest anybody of significance. Didn't there were no significant arrests, and they launched a a balloon over the airport, a great big size of a Mack truck balloon over John F. Kennedy Airport. That's that's terrorism. If that, but what was inside that balloon, we don't know yet. And if an airplane hit a balloon that size, you could have. I think that was attempted terrorism. Where are the federal prosecutors? Where are the former federal prosecutors on MSNBC trying to figure out how we can put these people away for many, many years? Well, they weren't arrested, number one, so that's hard to do. Is it? I see. No, nope, not a word. So the country is falling apart. Thank God President Trump decided to run when he ran. You know, he declared in 2022, not last year, but the year before. November of 2022 is when he declared Gosh, that sounds like, that seems like, uh, I remember that speech. He did it at Mar-a-Lago. All the experts were saying, this is this, you know, silly. He shouldn't be starting this early. He's going to draw all kinds of fun. No, this is what you do. He know He is approaching, quite frankly, if you didn't know it already, total genius status as a political strategist. First time out, creams, 15 career politicians. After January 6th, they try to, they, they wrote his political obituary. He would never, ever, ever come back from that. Look at him right now, dominating the Republican field, beating Joe Biden consistently. I do fear what they're going to come up with to stop him. The indictments didn't work. The arrest didn't work. Something else. Something else is, uh, yep, and uh, I think I know what it is. I'll be right back.
0: he's your numero uno. Greg Kelly
1: on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So this just happened. Uh, The Harvard Crimson, which is the school newspaper of Harvard University, which is like a big deal operation. Uh, Anyway, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, is resigning. Uh, She is quitting. And, uh, well, we know what led to this. Uh, her ludicrously anti-Semitic comments at the uh, Congress, and also uh, turns out she's a great big copycat, <laughs> a big plagiarist. Even the easy stuff she was copying papers from 20, 30 years ago. Um, and if you're an academic, it's kind of a big deal—your academic papers—and she was copying the work of uh, other scholars. And uh, even the easy parts, like you know, to mom and dad, thank you for always standing with me. Oh, <laughs> to mom and dad. Thank you for always standing with me, written by somebody else, the, the, the same actual words. So she's going down. It is interesting. Uh, she had a lot of protection. As Curtis would say, his complexion was her protection, in addition to her gender and maybe her orientation and uh, maybe that Barack Obama was a big fan. Uh, James Flippen, um never really uh, heard about Claudine Gay before she came out and ludicrously said that I guess it's okay to call for genocide against Jewish people on campus, right she she
2: actually defended that uh, that position yeah, that that was in a congressional hearing, and she basically made it sound like it was okay as long as it was like theoretical or something like that. It was like, well, wait a second. we're talking about exterminating people. so, so basically it's okay
1: unless you actually uh start genocide yeah it was so weird and and she wasn't the only one it was the U Penn lady it was the MIT and it wasn't like they got flustered this was their strategy so that was bad enough but i think she was going to survive then it came out that she is uh, a real lightweight when it comes to academics which i think we kind of knew that anyway the people who gave her that job it was all about you know it was a diversity thing Doesn't
2: it, it was kind of highlight the absurdity of higher education too with some of that like you know Research based writing and you're citing all these other people's work. And it's like, is it really that interesting? You know, what do you mean? Uh, You know, it's just like some of that academic
1: papers generally I don't find interesting, but somebody does.
2: Well, but who? I mean, like, in
0: other words, we put so much,
2: we put so much, you know, value. We we put up on a pedestal these, this Harvard University. I know. know what I mean. Like a lot of people do. Well, what about what,
1: what are you, what are you saying?
2: I think that there are any number of people engaged in scholarly pursuits or people are just trying to learn new information you don't have to go to a school it's all on the internet these days information's at your fingertips you know what i mean like these these liberal uh colleges that focus on things like liberal arts degrees They need to get a grip. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really that important. They're not that relevant.
1: So abolish colleges. Everybody just surfs the Internet all day and we learn on our own.
2: No, not abolish. But we need to, as a society, downgrade them in terms of importance. It shouldn't cost as much as it does. It shouldn't matter as much as it does in terms of, like, how people perceive you and all this kind of stuff. It's a joke.
1: I mean, I don't perceive college professors as being any better than anybody else. You might not,
2: but I think other people Who does? I mean, I don't. Really? I mean, uh, whatever. uh, Maybe not now maybe the ivy league is taking a little bit of a step back with all this stuff people are seeing what's going on on campuses well i
1: take offense at that having attended uh columbia university an ivy league school do you really well no i'm just trying to brag that i <laughs> that i attended columbia well
2: you flexed your your flex is uh, completed
1: i attended columbia for one day and i dropped out really yep i said this is way too expensive uh this is going to be way too much work and Kind of like what you just said. So somebody gets up there for the math review, and I was told there's going to be math. It was a master's in public administration, Hmm. and I applied. I got in, and it was going to be a a weekend executive program, but it was going to be three years long Hmm. of weekends. Anyway, this is day one of class, and they get up there and uh, start doing the math. And, you know, I was like, oh, boy, I don't know if I can follow this, but okay. Anyway, she's talking about algorithms and logarithms. And I went home that night and I Googled logarithms. I'm like, oh, I remember this. You know, it was 10 times easier when I went to Google it myself than listening to this person on a chalkboard. She was writing on a chalkboard. I'll always remember that. I said, yeah, no thanks. I'll Google. I got Google. I don't need Columbia. James, don't go away. Don't you go away. Uh, Harvard president quits. Greg Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. you are going to have a great
0: 2024. America great again. We will make America great again. Thank you. We love you all. Have
1: a great time. Have a great New Year. Thank you. <laughs> Donald Trump at his great big New Year's party at Mar-a-Lago. You know he really loves people. You know, I mean, he's always going to par- his. Mar-a-Lago is like one great big party. I, um, I like people from a distance. I don't know if I could, I don't know. I don't know if I could, but anyway, good for him. He's doing what he has, was born to do. And, uh, this great big comeback. Hey, we've got, uh, just do me a favor. Listen to this. This is, uh, here they are at the airport trying to shut it down. These, these evil anti-Semitic pro-terrorism, uh, rioters. Cut 11. Hey let's down! shut you down. Shut down where are the shut cops you know what the cops have been again uh, undermined by City Hall. Eric Adams you never trust anything this guy is saying. he pretends he's on the side of cops. he just signed up the cops this uh, totally this monstrosity of an agreement 42 pages long. That he agreed to. He agreed. This is a settlement between the city and Black Lives Matter protesters. And bottom line is this: um, the cops can't do anything when it comes to a riot. These these instructions are so complex, and there's a million different ways you can get in trouble if you're a cop. Um, that you're going to see a lot more of that. What you just taking over bridges, taking over, and nobody ever talks about the hostages. By the way, you know there are people being held, women and children still still being held. By kidnappers, terrorists in that Gaza Strip. Terrible place, by the way. I was there back when, before the war. Uh, really, really uh, nasty place. You don't want to be there, and you certainly don't want to be there now. All right. So, um, no, there's not nearly enough attention. So, uh, James Flippen, you are uh, in with another story. What is it?
2: Well, uh, I guess you probably saw that there's this 1.7 magnitude earthquake that hit this morning Mm. under New York City Uh, would have been about 545. Roosevelt Island actually reported some explosions and power went out. Con Ed responded. And there was actually an earthquake down in Virginia and Maryland today as well. So, you know, that is that same uh, eastern seaboard plate, if you will. So maybe that has something to do with some of the the geological activity. How about that? Are you impressed with my uh, eighth-grade science here that I'm breaking out? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean – I mean, no, we learned that in eighth grade. Right.
1: So I it's mean, a refresher. Well, anyway, you're telling me that this was felt. It's kind of weird. Astoria and Roosevelt Island and Virginia.
2: Well, I'm saying that there was earthquake. There was an earthquake down in Virginia, Maryland. I don't know if it's the same exact earthquake, but maybe there's some stuff going on. And of course, on New Year's Day, there was that big earthquake in Japan. So I don't know. I'm not sure what the connection is. I am not a geologist, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. That was funny seven
1: and a half years ago. <laughs> seven and a half years ago. Right? Seven and a half, exactly. Next thing you're going to be saying, what's up? <laughs> that was also uh, funny uh, when it when I don't it know. Happened. I never liked what's up. Um, the Richter scale, they don't use the Richter scale anymore because, number one, it wasn't all that accurate. Number two, the Richter scale was headquartered at California Institute of Technology, and it was just for, um, it was just designed to detect uh, earthquakes California. in Southern California. Oh, okay. And, um, so every other machine is not really a Richter scale. It was, uh, developed by, you no, know, the, the internet's great, you know, but, uh, they don't call it that because they don't really use it anymore. They have more advanced machines. Don't those machines have names? I would like to call it something other than magnitude. Mm. Anyway, okay. Uh, nasty earthquake and also this. Not, oh, we got to repeat. Not that, I mean, you know, who, hey, who's the president of Yale? Right with a gun to my head, I could not tell you the president of Yale University, um, but the president of uh, of Harvard, I know, we all know, because they all disgrace themselves, bending over backwards to accommodate, um, you know, pro genocide uh, activists on their campus and allowing, tolerating uh, violence on their campus and harassment of Jewish students. It's going on all over the place. And then we all saw with our own ears, our own eyes, what's her name again? Roxanne Gay, Claudine Gay, uh, you know, try to rationalize all of this. Well, she was just fired by Harvard. Well, she's resigning. I bet she gets to keep her job. The big problem with her is, um, well, number one, the anti-Semitism that she was uh, coddling, the anti and also I think the, um,
2: you know, the plagiarism, the copycat stuff. What's going on with the minimum wage? So the minimum wage is going up around the tri-state. I think for New York City, it's going up to sixteen bucks an hour. It had been fifteen. New Jersey is going up from like fifteen to fifteen and some change, um, maybe fifteen sixty or something like that. And then I think Connecticut is also rising a little bit. But for New York, it's different in the city than it is for the rest of the state. I think it's up to sixteen in New York City.
1: Look, it's crazy that we have these politicians, these people who know nothing about business, small business, big business, nothing about anything. These are professional, ignorant people. Okay. That's what they, they don't know anything decreeing what a business should do. Now, $15, I mean, that does seem like a lot for minimum wage, especially if, you know, a lot of minimum wage people are kids, right? Teenagers, that kind of thing. You know what the federal minimum wage is? I just looked it up. The federal minimum wage is $7.25. Why the hell would you do business in New York City if, for double the cost? Yeah. Double the cost. And I remember that because I worked jobs growing up. I, I worked, um, I worked all kinds of, uh, jobs. I was a paper boy. I was a, uh, stock boy. I, I worked at a ski shop waxing and sharpening skis. Uh, what else did I do? I, I shredded mortgages at a bank. Hmm. It was legal. These they were. It was you legal. were assigned. To sounds do that. sounds sketchy, but it was a. And um, I usually made minimum wage or a little bit above. The idea that that they that they would they were debating the minimum wage back then, like you know you should be able to feed a family of four with a minimum. I don't like. I just want to buy a skateboard. Right. What? Well, Why well, well, you don't have to pay me? Like I, I would have taken the money, but I didn't like. The idea that I had these economic responsibilities as a
2: teenager was kind of stupid. And, and just to your point, the way that it's treated like it's a zero-sum game, you know what I mean? Like, just because a, a company has to spend more on its labor doesn't stop it from doing other things in response. So it's going to have to raise its prices if it's paying more yeah. in terms of labor. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. So,
1: Well, you know what the, this week is? It's January 2nd. I feel great about the new year. I felt, I mean – I'm a, what am I? A day and a half in and all my resolutions are intact. And
2: actually. How's your water consumption?
1: Uh, ooh, thanks for remit. Well, it's not terrible, right. but you're right. No, thanks for reminding me. I, I ate well yesterday. I exercised yesterday. I've eaten nothing today. I'm going to just, I can't do it anymore. You know, I had two desserts. Anyway, forget it. I am, I, it, it, this is it. This is the rest of my life. I would like to live to be 110.
0: All right? oh, okay. So I can't do any of this. Why 110? Uh, that seems kind of arbitrary. 100, I mean,
1: 115, the longer you can go. I just want to be, I want to see what's going to happen. And I want to be involved to the extent that I can. Um We have to talk about, uh what is the other thing that we want to talk about? Oh, oh yes, uh, January 6th. Oh, okay. January 6th, the anniversary, thankfully, is Saturday. So we won't hear enough about it. We won't hear it. We, it'll still be a big, 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 big thing. It'll be nauseating and it will be fake and full of lies, um, and they got things started, because it's not just a one-day thing. It's an all-week thing. But let's just see here. This is uh, uh, this week with whoever the hell hosts that show, uh, bringing on these young women. You tell me, do they seem infatuated by the idea that these key, so-called key January six witnesses, they're not. They didn't witness anything, by the way. But they like them. A lot, because they're women and they're young. Listen to how many times they talk about, just, I'm going to play this clip, and they'll start talking to her, but they're just enamored with youth and gender. Cut 12.
0: Good morning, and welcome to This Week. I hope you all had a chance to unwind and to enjoy some time with family and friends over the holidays as we prepare to celebrate the new year. But even as the country relaxes just a bit, it's been quite a week in politics a foreshadowing, perhaps, of the year to come. Maine became the second state to say Donald Trump should not appear on the ballot as a presidential candidate, potentially teeing up another landmark case for the Supreme Court. Nikki Haley stumbled after a voter asked a simple question about the cause of the Civil War. The influx Mm -hmm. of migrants over the southern border hit yet another record, and Russia launched its most aggressive airstrikes on Ukraine since invading the country nearly two years ago. We'll get to all of those stories, but we begin today with a This Week exclusive as we approach the three-year mark since the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. My conversation with three young women who worked in Donald Trump's White House and answered the call when it came time to tell the truth about what they witnessed when Trump tried to upend the 2020 presidential election. Former January 6th Committee Vice Chair Liz Cheney singled out these young women as truth-tellers after they provided some of the most compelling testimony of her committee's historic hearings. And I will tell you, it is especially the young women. Young women who seem instinctively to understand the peril of this moment for our democracy. And young women who know that it will be up to them to save it. And I have been incredibly moved by young women. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) It goes on like this for the whole damn show. Young women, young women, you know, they were secretaries. They were secretaries. I mean, like, I had my ass in the grass when I was 22. I was a Marine Corps. What the hell? I was a Marine. I was a Marine. Running around with a gun in
2: the woods. Nobody was like, these incredible... I mean, there was some of that, but not like... But I mean, could they be laying it on any more thick And either? They're like, these young women instinctively understand this ogre Trump must be stopped. What
1: does it... What What is the significance that they're young and their way? Here's the real key, though. Here's the key. These women came forward with bogus uh, allegations against Trump. And some of them were actually true, but meaningless. I came into the room, and there was ketchup in the wall. <laughs> and the valet said that Donald Trump had just thrown a hamburger at the wall. I mean, so what? I put a hole through a wall once. I was so fed up with something. I did.
2: <laughs> I, I a Long did. time ago, but I did. I did too. I don't. I don't want to tell you the reason why, but really, because you're not going to be happy about no, it. No, it's fine.
1: Right? But I put a. Uh, mm, I, all right, Mets, we'll get Mets back. Lost, the Mets Ooh.
2: lost to the Yankees. It's not a big deal. Really? <laughs> I was in college. I all was right.
1: Bad. Um, we'll get back. Um, uh, mm,
2: I so. Uh, <laughs> well, I just. How about this connecting to the January sixth thing? What? Well, this new poll shows that more than a third of Americans now believe President Biden was not legitimately elected in 2020. What poll? Washington Post University of Maryland survey finds 36 percent of respondents say Biden was not legitimately elected president. 62% I percent say he was the pollster called me. I was, I was in that poll. Are you,
1: seriously? I, I, that's the way I, well look, I have doubts and concerns about the fairness of the election. Whenever a pollster calls me and I actually do participate in them, I tell them what I think. That's a big number and the
2: Washington Post actually printed it. Yeah. Mm. What do you think the split is along party lines?
1: It's like, oh, uh, like, uh, well, the split? I don't know how to even, define it. Even higher than that. Most than
2: Democrats. Nine in ten. Nine in ten Democrats say that it was legit. Three in ten Republicans say it was legit.
1: Oh, that's it. Well, that doesn't. Oh well, Um let's keep going with this. uh They're enamored with the women. Oh, I know why. Because post Me Too, it's perceived that men have a difficult time, or should have a difficult time, and actually now do have a difficult time questioning people based on what they look like. Like you can't, you can't ask, you can't ask a uh, a young woman a question. You, you, you they're they're, they're a young woman. I'm saying screw you. That's an adult human being. I don't
2: care. You mean like almost like guys feel creepy or like they're going to be accused of being creepy yeah, if they
1: you get you you got it you got it creepy or abusive or whatever um because there are all these now these new structures right and the thing about these young women that they all overlook they didn't have anything to lose right it's an opportunity why work your ass off you know to become a tv news reporter which is Cassidy Hutchinson's dream job i know it because i went to her twitter account And I found it from 2012, not to be creepy or anything, (laughs) but she wanted to be a dream. She wanted to be a reporter and her her dream was to be like Lara Spencer. Well, that takes a hell of a lot of work. And you know what? You might do all that work and you may not be successful. Mm -hmm. You're not guaranteed anything. True. But this is a major shortcut. They all took it. And look at them now. Keep going, please.
0: That have come forward to testify. For a Republican speaking the truth about Donald Trump a man who has vowed retribution against those who have betrayed him, can be dangerous, especially if you worked for him. Despite that, these young women went public, even as many of the men they worked with, some in more senior positions, stayed silent or actively enabled and excused Trump's actions. Now, for the first time, they sat down together to tell the story behind their story and the threats they face and still face today. It's a fascinating conversation. Stop!
1: I hate it when the guy says about his own conversation that it's a fascinating conversation that he's about to have. It's not that fascinating, all right? They hate Trump. He's a threat to democracy. Uh, we're brave, okay? Oh, and we're young and we're women. (laughs) It's not that, it's not that fascinating. And it's, it's the Cassidy. It's some other person I've actually never heard of. Oh, by the way, though, they have been together before. They've been, they've been on a book tour. They, they go to do all these public events. That young woman thing is kind of creepy, right? And they do it all the time. Young woman, uh, chubby sh- soldier. Nobody can, he's an Iraq war veteran, that Vinman guy. You can't say anything about him. How about that big fat dumb, uh, cop, Harry Dunn? You can't say anything about him or Fanon. Sure, I can. What about the facts? I don't care who you are. It's what, w- can you establish this? Is it true? Tony told Billy, told Bobby, told me, right? All right. Bottom line is what, James Flippen?
2: Uh I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more stories like this in 2024 about the threat, the this former associate of Trump warning about him. It's a warning, warning, warning.
1: Well, I mean, they've been doing that for a long time, and it hasn't really worked. I mean, and look at where he is in the polls. He's beating Joe Biden consistently. He's be, He's blowing everybody else out of the water stand by for something else they've already arrested him they're charging him they're doing all this crazy stuff what is it going to be I, look I worry that they're going to try to kill him that's really what I'm, I'm I'm concerned about that and uh something I haven't thought of I don't know what it is I, that I I worry for his safety a lot and I hope it's his security is great and uh I don't think they can stop him may take a miracle but miracles have a way of finding Donald Trump Thank you, James in Your calls when we come back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So I see uh, we got all kinds of phone calls. Let's go to Joe in Mount Sinai. Hello, Joe.
0: Hello, Greg. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I have a radical idea. I think it's the only way. The Republicans and our values will will come through and we can be elected. And it's it's radical because we need to throw our hands up in the air. What is it? Tell the other side. have have two abortions a day on three on on Sunday for all we care, as long as taxpayers don't pay for it. We're going to lose our country because of the abortion issue. And as far as President Trump worrying about his his, uh, I've been thinking that they can't beat him. They can't smear him. They can't nail them to the cross. They'll, they'll try to kill them.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about that, I too. I really am. And you know, who's the they? I mean, they could, uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Joe, look, the abortion thing, Let's. it's not my favorite issue. I don't like, uh, no, I don't, you know, mm, no, I don't know. I'm not uh, ready to say that. I'm not ready to give up on that issue. I do believe that uh, most Americans don't believe in late-term abortions, and they don't believe, and they do believe in exceptions for rape, um and incest and uh, health of the mother i think those are reasonable compromises i don't think we want and i don't think america wants um uh, abortion on demand all the way to the end of the month so i'm not going to just give that up you know there's certain things, you, you know going to lose our country well we're going to lose uh, innocent uh, babies and it's not just it's not just the life it's not just a mother it's not just one body it's two so joe i appreciate though i know where you're coming from uh thank you uh let's uh, oh adam i told you uh, we're going to do fewer phone calls you didn't wait your Prescribed 10 days, but, 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 you saw something at the airport this weekend. Hello.
0: I guess I'm an exception today. Well, yeah, I'm I
1: curious because you were at the airport, JFK. So, uh, what the hell happened?
0: It was like ants crawling. It was like a turtle pace for me to get from one terminal to the other, but the Port Authority took control of the situation. The Port Authority police, I mean. And they designated a few buses to take so some of those guys that did get through and bring, ride them out like five miles by Aqueduct or Leppes Boulevard and got them out of there. But
1: What do you mean? They arrested the people and they brought them over all the way to Aqueduct?
0: No, I don't say that. They didn't arrest them. They just put them on the bus and drove them to another location and let them out. And they didn't come back. They stopped them. They couldn't even get in there. I don't get it. Wanted.
1: So we're talking about the pro-terrorist, crazy uh, idiots out there. And you're telling me that the Port Authority gave them a ride.
0: They directed the people to get on buses, a few of them that got through, and they took them out of there.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, did they shut down roadways?
0: Everything was slow, I just told you. It was like a turtle's pace. So, well,
1: I know that, but... You know, okay, it, that... We, that, we, that we, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You just told me. I mean, that that can happen in any traffic jam. I'm asking you, did they actually... Did the protesters take over the road? I saw a video that suggested that that was... That's what happened. They took over the road. Did you see that?
0: No, I didn't.
1: All right. Adam, I are you rooting? Are you rooting? I, you're not rooting for those uh, for the pro- for the terrorists, right? No, I'm not, sir. All right. All right, Adam. Well, thanks for the report. Aqueduct, huh? Hey, oh, Barbara, uh, we'll get to you earlier than we normally do. Sorry about that. We will be right back. Oh, and I got some delicious fake news. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right.